This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Live from the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Yes, welcome to our live broadcast from SEF 2019. And what an epic start it has been. Yesterday at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival, we welcomed a very special guest into the Pulse95 studios. Khalid bin Walid bin Talal Al Saud is a founding chairman at KBW Investments and founder and CEO of KBW Ventures. As a business leader, technology enthusiast, and investor, Khalid bin Walid bin Talal Al Saud is a firm proponent of clean energy, healthy living the humane treatment of animals and an active voice for the Middle East's entrepreneurs. A member of the Saudi royal family, Khalid was born in California and spent his youth in Riyadh under the mentorship of his father, philanthropist, His Royal Highness Prince Al-Walid bin Talal Al-Saud, chairman and founder of Kingdom Holding Company. And today, with holdings on three continents, Khalid stands at the gateway between the Middle East's evolving economies and the Western world. He invests in an array of successful but diverse global businesses, from promising technology startups to established companies in the construction sector. And consistently, his focus has been on ventures and ideas at the intersection of innovation and economic stability. Khalid sat down with Ahmed Dawood and I to talk the boom in plant-based food industries, his investments in Sharjah and the entrepreneurial landscape in Saudi and the Middle East. It is absolutely incredible right now to be joined by none other than His Royal Highness Prince Khalid ibn al-Walid bin Talal, founder and CEO KBW Ventures and founding chairman KBW Investments. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Sharjah. Welcome to Pulse95. Thank you very much for having me and please call me Khalid. <laughs> I think, yeah. So, that, so, it, it rolls off the tongue really. <laughs> it, my own brother's name is Khalid, so oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Khalid, uh, this is incredible to have you at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Tell us how you've been finding it so far. Um, look, um, I've been following it for a while and uh, the amazing companies that come out of this uh, um, festival is, is just um, uh, outstanding, Adam, to be honest. So more festivals like this are really needed here in the Middle East. Um, um, I'm really happy that I was part of uh, the MISC Global Forum, um, especially the World Cup, the Entrepreneurial World Cup, um, Entrepreneurship World Cup. Uh, that happened about three weeks ago. Uh, I was co-judging with uh, Mr. O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary. So it was, uh, again, it was an incredible event. Uh, these events are super important for entrepreneurs to have a platform so that they, they can um, broadcast a lot of their amazing ideas. And the Middle East is no, is no short of amazing ideas. We just need an amazing platform just to, uh, just to uh, give them uh, so that uh, they can showcase them. Your Royal Highness, you are very much somebody who is uh, at the forefront of amazing new ideas. You were uh, actually uh, born in California, but uh, you spent your youth in Saudi Arabia, and now we are seeing uh, Saudi Arabia really coming to the fore as it moves towards the Vision 2030. So, you know, talk to us about the kind of things that you are looking to invest in right now, and what is the future here? The future has never looked so amazing and so bright than it does right now for Saudi Arabia. I am, um, uh, I am so happy, so proud of the changes that are happening right now. Uh, and um, 
I, I think that's that's echoed by so many, if not every single Saudi out there, um, especially uh, when it comes to early stage uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, well, sorry, early stage investors for entrepreneurs. Uh, the the, um, the platforms that have been uh, given uh, f- um, from the from the likes of. Um, uh, of uh, Munchiat, which is a, a, a government-established entity that's, that's supporting uh, entrepreneurs, to uh, obviously a MISC Global, Vent- um, Global um, uh, Forum, have been really paramount in, in shifting the mindset of what, what Saudi has to offer to the world. Uh, more importantly right now, um, obviously we have to thank um, uh, the, the higher-ups of King Salman, Mohammed bin Salman, Crown Prince Mohammed Salman, um, and uh, the people in charge of opening up Saudi Arabia to the world. So the e-visa program has been established right now. So one, tourism obviously has been a big uh, driver for, uh, right now for Saudi Arabia. But the change, again, has been incredible. And the only way that people will be able to see the change and feel the change is to come and, and see it and feel it from themselves. And there hasn't been an easier time or a better time than that to happen, for, for that to happen than now. Uh, I'm so excited about what's happening right now and uh, obviously being born in, in California and living in Saudi Arabia but living under the, um, the, the, um, um, the vision of what my father has established with Kingdom Holding and obviously yes. with my mother's influence on, on, on humility on hu- and the importance of being uh, personable, the importance of being just in touch with people. Um, I, was, I was so blessed of having two forces that, that really shaped who I am right now. And coming from that background and from California as well, how would you appraise and assess the local startup scene in Saudi Arabia and the way it's changed over the recent years as well as future outlook? Oh, it's incredible. I mean, I think there was, uh, not I think, uh, for a fact right now, I know that there's about uh, $50 million of, uh, of extra deals that have been happening in 2019 alone. And that's all because of the, um, uh, the openness that, that, uh, that we're having right now, the, uh, the, uh, the ease of opening up companies and the ease of operating in Saudi, and I've seen a bunch of companies come actually from the UAE to Saudi and establish um, their presence over there. Uh, so um, again, uh, the ease of regulation um, and the ease of establishing um, um, uh, companies, but more importantly, giving entrepreneurs the, a, a voice uh, to be heard um, and taking them seriously with any ideas that they have is really important. Uh, and we're seeing that not right now happening, and it's, it's, it's just an amazing feeling to see something happen from a month to month end. It's just a different country. And what you do as part of uh, KW Ventures is particularly interesting because it's a series of investments in companies in a number of different sectors, and a lot of it has to do with sustainability, renewable energy, alternative food sources. Can you tell us what you look for in a company to invest in? What's the reasoning behind all of it? I'm always looking for the double bottom line. So I'm looking for impact investing as well as an actual return. I will never invest in a company that, that's, uh, that's uh, solely um, uh, impact uh, driven. Uh, they have to have a return. We're a, fund, uh, sorry, we're a venture company at the end of the day. Um, but what we look for is impact. We, uh, we look for um, um, uh, revenue. We look for um, um, uh, strong signaling uh, from their products. So product, product market fit has to be applied on there. Um, in terms of venture uh, lingo, uh, we have to have, uh, we would always invest in companies that have multiple term sheets. So that's a strong signal that something good is happening in the company. Um, uh, I obviously have, have a, uh, a more... Um, uh, a bigger desire to invest in, into um, into um, environmentally uh, impacting uh, companies, obviously for the uh, positive. 
so uh, we're we're really focused on renewable energy. We're, we're all focused on cons- conservation of energy. We're also more fo- focused on on uh, changing a part of what's contributing to global warming, which is animal agriculture. Um, and uh, that's going to be driven by uh, two of the major companies, or three of the major companies that we have uh, big stakes in. Uh, Memphis Meats, Beyond Meat, uh, Geltor, and the, uh, a cellular agriculture, another cellular agriculture company that I can't um, uh, name yet, but hopefully in the next two weeks we're going to announce which one. Something else uh, that uh, Khalid spoke to us about uh, was his own personal transformation and the extraordinary growth that he is seeing in the plant-based food industry. Take a listen. You yourself are vegan. You have been for a number of years. You even influenced your dad into becoming vegan as well. Talk to us about how that change happened for you because there was quite a transformation that that happened for you and and why that's becoming so important. So the first transformation for me was um, uh, was health reasons. Uh, I didn't really understand what happens uh, to, uh, to animals uh, when it comes to uh, far, uh, factory farming or, uh, or or the byproducts from factory farming, which is the, the leather industry and all that, under fur industry, without that I used to wear fur, for God's sake, but uh, part of that. Uh, so um, um, it really made a bigger impact on my life when I learned where food comes from um, and and how, the, how impacting my health really affected the environment, also affected the animals around us and everything. So for me, it was a really big push for me to push from just being a a, um, a vegan uh, to being a plant-based, um, uh, living a plant-based lifestyle, and that all ties together. People think it's the same thing. Is it not the same thing? It is far from the same thing, really, uh, because being plant-based is really more of a whole food, plant-based diet. Uh, being a vegan really is um, is just uh, there's vegan being junk food and all that stuff and, and yeah. all that good stuff. Nothing wrong with both, you know. All of them are contributing positively to the environment and um, and not maybe not necessarily to your health, but ne- but definitely to the environment uh, positively. That is so. In my point of view, I just focus on on, on doing what's important for myself and for and for this world to leave uh, a mark that my daughters can be proud of. Um, um, and if, it, if that means playing a small role in, uh, in ending animal suffering, uh, then so be it. And I do see that happening in the near future. It's interesting because, you know, right now we are seeing quite a wave coming through when it comes to veganism and plant-based uh, foods and, and what that's doing on the market. Uh, you've got the Game Changers movie, Oprah is doing a, you know, a one meal a day plant-based diet. Uh, KFC is trialing uh, plant-based options as yeah. well. Are we seeing the right time right now for this kind of an industry to really take off? And how much is the industry worth, do you think? How much? How much is the industry worth right now? Uh, so, uh, if you look at the meat industry as a whole, I want to say it's about a one, maybe a two. I'm not sure. I forget the exact number, but mm. let's just say it's a one trillion dollar um, uh, business yeah. uh, worldwide. Um, so, again, using using this silly analogy of taking one percent of that is a huge step. That's fine. But at the end of the day, what people are looking for uh, are looking for is convenience. They're looking for taste, um, and they're looking for price. So if uh, plant-based protein and eventually cellular agriculture um, uh, is uh, priced the same, if not less, um, and by the way, I have a prediction that in the next five years, plant-based proteins are going to be half the price of, um, of uh, factory, farm, uh, factory farm meat. I, I'm, uh, I, I strongly, I feel very strong about that. 
um, cellular agriculture has a little ways to go, but I would I would predict in the next three years, uh, actually less. I would predict in the next two years it will reach the same prices at what um, as what. Um, 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 uh, factory farming meat is, li is, is priced at, mm -hmm. and then if we if, if we look at it in, a, in an economic standpoint, if it costs the same or less, if it tastes the same or better, uh, um, if it's healthier for you, no antibiotics, no uh, hormones, and all that other garbage that's in there, then people are just going to flock to it regardless. Yeah. I mean. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, people want what's convenient for them and what's easily accessible. As soon as that's easily accessible, you're going to have a huge shift in the um, um, in the factory farming uh, organizations, uh, yeah. um, Cargill um, and, and other big guys. I forget their names right now, but uh, all, all uh, Tyson Foods. Those guys aren't investors in, or oh, one of them wasn't uh, an investor in um, in uh, Beyond Meat just because Ethan Brown uh, uh, um, sold them a great idea. No, they saw the reality of what the world is headed towards, um, and they saw the reality of how uh, un, uh, or inefficient, sorry, uh, their business practices are. And if you if you eliminate 99% of the of the water waste, if you eliminate 95% of the land use, if you eliminate 100% of the uh, um, um, of the antibiotics or the hormones, if you eliminate um, all the logistics involved and the cleaning involved of after an animal is being slaughtered and all that, that just makes 100% sense. So the it. world is going towards uh, going to move towards that regardless. It's just a matter of when. Is the Middle East ready for it? Though? Oh, 100% the Middle East is ready for it. The Middle East is ready for convenience. The Middle East is ready for whatever uh, anyone else around the world is ready for whatever America is ready for or the Europe is ready for America is uh, sorry the Middle East is going to be ready for so again convenience uh, pricing uh, pricing needs to be on point uh, and the taste obviously has to, has to hit yeah, yeah, and all those three recipes are included in every one of the companies that I just mentioned coming up next we are going to be hearing from Khalid about his investments here in Sharjah and also what he is watching the industries of the future that's coming up pulse this is pulse 95 this is pulse 95 pulse 95 live from the Sharjah entrepreneurship festival Welcome back to our special live coverage from the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Right now on the stage is Chris Gardner, the one and only CEO of Happiness. Uh, but yesterday, Ahmed Dawood and I were in conversation with Khalid Ibn Walid Ibn Talal at the festival. And here he tells us more about why he's investing in Sharjah and the industries of the future that he is most interested in. And you've touched on the ways that uh, there are these inefficiencies in the way energy is being um, used in the food industry. Yeah. But going over to real estate as well, particularly in Sharjah, sure. could you talk to us about your investments in the real estate sector here, about property development and the ways that you're employing this efficiency in terms of energy and other other factors so we're including a lot of renewable energy and energy conservation in our um, in our developments so al jada is one of our biggest developments right now uh, and uh, we've uh, we've definitely used a lot of uh, the passions that i have and and trans and translated it into um, into products that, that people can use so our homes uh, a lot of electric uh, uh, trams uh, um, Free transportation, public transportation is going to be um, included on there. Um, and Sharjah has been so welcoming and so accommodating. And uh, I have to commend uh, the, the ruler of Sharjah and obviously everyone around him with his team of being so accommodating and so open-minded to the changes that we wanted to bring 
to Sharjah and differentiate uh, what Sharjah has to offer as opposed to what other uh, Emirates have to offer respectively. Um, so we're offering, um, not, not that Sharjah doesn't have Dubai um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, quality, but we're offering Dubai quality for Sharjah pricing. And, and, and you've seen how expensive things are in Dubai. We're offering the same quality that we have in Dubai, but for Sharjah prices. And we're and, and uh, thankfully, we've been killing it. I mean, right now we're um, we're about thirty to thirty-five percent year-over-year growth in revenue, uh, where where a lot of um, a, a lot of companies can't they say they can't say the same. Uh, and we're really interested in pushing this forward, and and hopefully uh, launching these ideas that we have and this uh, and this um, mentality that we have all the way to Saudi Arabia very soon. And Khaled, right here at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival, yep. there are a lot of young people, a lot of young entrepreneurs as well. As an investor, what do you look for in that young entrepreneur? So I'm looking for drive. Uh, I'm looking for passion. Um, and more importantly, I'm looking for the realist, realistic goals. Uh, I'm not looking forward uh, to listening to someone tell me um, how they're the next Uber or next Kareem. I'm really not interested in someone telling me uh, how big a market is and how taking 1% of a segment would mean X uh, billions of dollars. I'm really interested in the how. I'm really interested in seeing the passion. I'm really interested in seeing um, ideas and products that are real, uh, that translate into real businesses. And uh, I've, I've been hearing amazing things uh, from this festival. And I'd love for this festival to be more than just once a year. Maybe have one big one a year and then have three smaller ones uh, throughout the year. It would be fantastic for entrepreneurs all around the UAE to come over here to Sharjah and, and, and to showcase their, um, their, uh, their talents. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and, and before we let you go, you know, we want to know what's next for you, what's on the horizon, uh, what are you watching, what's happening now? So I'm really, really interested uh, in carbon capturing. Uh, that's a super interesting concept for me. Um, Just describe it briefly for so those who don't understand. Carbon capturing basically is doing what trees do, yes. basically. So it's basically having a factory that sucks in the carbon dioxide from the air and then uh, and then either storing it somewhere or uh, or storing it in center blocks so you can build buildings um, uh, using using um, asphalt or using it for whatever. There are so many apply, um, um, so many ways you can apply this technology. It's an amazing, very new uh, technology that's happening right now. Well, new relatively because people are talking about it now simply because of how dire the uh, the, uh, the environment is right now and how much harm we're causing it. Uh, so, uh, carbon capturing is super important for me. Um, I think I'm already um, uh, I'm, I'm invested uh, fully in, in plant-based proteins and cellular agriculture. We have a really interesting company that we're probably going to double down on, which is called Geltor, which is a company that's, uh, that's creating a gelatin and a collagen out of plants, out of seaweed. Um, obviously, I'm dumbing it down. I'm not that <laughs> smart for to tell you exactly, but Alex, our CEO, he's, he's a rock star, so he can definitely explain it better than I do, or better than I can. But uh, for me, that was such an interesting concept because uh, the sad reality is not a lot of people know this, especially here in the Middle East or the Muslim um, um, uh, people in general, uh, that a lot of the, um, the gelatin-based um, foods that kids or people are eating have got pig uh, bones in them, which is where uh, gelatin comes from. Well, that's naturally not halal or naturally not kosher. Uh, so that's a market for me. That's an, that's an enormous market. And that's why I saw the, the, the vision of what uh, gelatin has 
uh, and how we can bring this into the Middle East um, in a much uh, grander form. Obviously, there's collagen that goes into um, uh, makeup. That's something we're working on to make it 100% plant-based. But, uh, but uh, gelatin and collagen are super interesting for me. We are so excited for what's to come from you, Your Royal Highness. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and wonderful to have you here at the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. Thank you very much. And again, Khaled. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Khaled. Thank you very much for, Thank for your you. time. Thank you for having me. Hello, Allah. Ahlan Thank you. That's such a pleasure. Thank you. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.